From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of August 30th, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo mulatto Willy, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Wayne will talk about a recent visit to Shh, Club 33, and I'll have a review of my recent stay at the Paradise Pier Hotel. All that, plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. How was everyone's two weeks, less than two weeks, because we recorded on Monday last time. But I, I would like to put in a request for an extension of summer. I haven't had enough summer. I'd like a little more, please. If you could work yeah, that out. We're, we're getting that here. We're still at 100, so. Yeah, same here with us down here. Well, yeah, but this morning, yesterday morning was nice and cool just for me to run. For the half marathon. Okay, now I lied. It's only 93 today, but... Yeah, it was cool yesterday morning, but then it's back to being hot. Yeah, I don't mean temperature-wise. I just... I would like another month of summer. Well, just stop I just, working. I mean, just don't go to work. I mean, come on. Then you can get all the summer you want. An extra day during the work week that would actually be off, and like in the middle of the work week, would be nice. That would be good. Yeah. I think, I think that not a one of us could disagree with that point. Just quit. <laughs> well, the good thing is all the kids are back in school, so that's... Which means Disneyland's going to be at least a little more bearable. <laughs> there you go. Except on the Except weekends or, or or our Labor Day weekend that's coming up. And not all the kids are back in school. The day after Labor Day, all the kids are back yeah, in school. Yeah, yeah. Some kids and, are back in school. And my, my kids have been so back in school for two weeks. On the freeways. That's true. And somebody's doing something exciting on Labor Day weekend, aren't they, Tony? If they call it exciting. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Disneyland Half Marathon. I go. signed up so I could do my coast to coast, even though I realized the Tinkerbell one would have counted. Now I'm wishing I wouldn't have because I'm not really ready for it. But but you've paid for the medal, so you may as well. I might as I paid to enter. Oh, yeah. Now, do you still get a medal if you don't finish? I don't I mean, know. You paid all that money. I'm uh, not going to try it. Uh, yeah, no. Uh-uh. This time I'm actually going to try to take pictures. Drag, you, drag your body over the finish line? No, I'll be okay. Shall we uh, stagger ourselves along the route and ha- hold out uh, your special formula bottle for you to pick up <laughs> along the way? Special formula? Well, wow. wow, like a baby. Well, that's what they, you know, that's what they do in the Olympics. You have each that's country's true. flag, and you know, the little guy stands out there holding the special bottle. That's true. I thought you were referring to me being fascinated with the adult babies. Did, I, no, did no. I say that out loud? No, I, I no, no, no. I'm not an adult baby. I'm not interested in that. I don't find it intriguing at all. So and you'd we, wish more people, more adults would act like adults? <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, anybody that's coming down, I'll, I'm staying at the Disneyland Hotel, so... He has an extra bed. Okay, good. No, my son oh. will be at the Disneyland Hotel with me. Okay, he'll be holding a meet at Trader Sam's? Oh, yeah, I'll show up there at one there point. There you go. So, hey, anybody from the Diz? Here's my light green Mickey head. Anybody else? Yeah. When's no, the race? No, I know race? there are some people. Sunday. I still don't know what time. I guess I should look at that. Sunday the 2nd, Correct. Yes. Okay. I will not be there. It's okay. Yeah. Another First year we missed in a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, what yeah, time is it? I had some friends ask, hey, should we be there for the... No. You don't need... Don't You don't have to cheer at the end. 
I'm running. Stay in bed. If it was me, I'd stay in bed. Andrew's going to be staying in bed. Because <laughs> I said, Andrew, what time are you going to wake up? And he's like, what time are you going to wake up? 10. I'm like, oh, well, I'll be back. And you'll know, won't even know that I ran a marathon while you were sleeping. Nice. So. <laughs> what time's breakfast, Dad? Yeah, exactly. He'll be he'll be more fresh. Come on, man. Hurry up. Take a shower. Can't move. Anyways, I'm excited to stay at the Disneyland Hotel for the first time ever. So nice. Maybe I can do a segment on my version. No, I know. We've already talked about it. I'm Luck. just excited about it. Excellent. Um, some excitement since our last show went up. Well, as our last show went up, we now have our own feed on iTunes. Yay. Yay. So if you're listening to this through iTunes, you already know that. But if you're listening to this through the podcast page, which we now have our own podcast page, yay. And you you just uh, click on iTunes. There's a link that will get you to be able to subscribe to our iTunes page. We would appreciate any feedback or reviews or ratings on that. And also got to mention, chat night, Wednesdays, 9 p.m., Missed you last week, Mary Jo. <clears throat> I, missed, I missed calling in. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about chat night, silly. Oh. Yeah, I went to bed early. Oh, I missed okay. That. All right. And if you want to get a hold of the podcast team, email dlpodcast at www.info.com or use the box on our shiny new podcast page that will get to us yeah. also. Anybody else have any housekeeping? Keep those, uh, keep those, um, the guesses what are we calling it? The, the Earl of Sandwich, Sandwich yes. Pool. Keep those dates coming at dlpodcast at www.info.com, and we are keeping a calendar with everybody's guesses on it. <laughs> so, at least I'm keeping the calendar. Yeah, then that counts as we. Counts as the global we. I do have a housekeeping, because oh. I said, you know what, I'm going to say something about this. They don't know that I'm on a podcast. So it relates to Knott's Berry Farm. And remember, this kind of I'm starting to see a theme here with what you and I talked about, Tom, with it being um, having not good service at the uh, chicken dinner right. restaurant. Right. So we had a, our uh, district had our uh, our first two days of coming back to the district. Teachers had a conference at the uh, Knott's Berry Farm Hotel. And so we had an hour and 15 minutes for lunch to make sure we could drive to where they wanted to go. And so some people stayed and ate at the restaurants at the Knott's Berry Farm. And so uh, the, I didn't go the first day. I went the second day. But I heard that the same thing happened the first day. We went to TGI Fridays, which is on campus, on Knott's Berry Farm campus. And it was excruciatingly slow. Like, we barely made it back, and you only had to walk, what, a couple hundred yards to get back to the hotel? And, I mean, nobody ordered anything crazy. It was all salads and stuff, and they... They split the bill into three groups. They said that's the most they could do. We're like, fine, whatever. But it was it was excruciatingly slow. And then I went back and went, oh, yeah, we almost we almost missed it because you can't show up back late after the big, long lunch hour you had. And Same. people said, oh, this, that's what happened last – that's what happened yesterday. People had to bring their food back. So I'm just saying – the service at Nutsbury Farm. I've not. I, I'm yet to have really good service. Have you That's done? Really have you done breakfast over there, Tony? No, I've at, done the brunch. At, uh, there's a, one of, at Destination Deed the other the other week. One of the um, fellow media people folk was talking about 
that he would go to went to breakfast there before the event started, and that it was a really good breakfast. Oh, wait, you know, I have had breakfast there, now that you mention it. Yes, my friend and I went, and you know what? Actually, the service there was, breakfast was fine, and it was a good home-style breakfast, and yeah. you get a bunch of everything, and of course, you get the biscuits, so that makes right, it worth right. it. Knott's Berry Farms version of crack. They're amazing. Um, but, well, now, okay, let me give Knott's Berry Farm a little credit, which you might not, and I think you might be interested in this, Wayne. The first day, we went to Amber Waves, which is the restaurant inside the hotel, Okay. At lunch, and I don't know if it was because there was a conference. I don't think so because our conference was only like our teachers, only about 200 teachers. They had a buffet, a lunch buffet, which I think they have regularly. I'll double check so I can have housekeeping next week. Um, and housekeeping they on your housekeeping? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Like a mirror in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, they have um, they had salad and nothing, nothing special except for the fact they had the Knott's Berry Farm fried chicken, the biscuits – and the mashed potatoes. So it might be an easier, cheaper way. i got to double-check the price to get yeah, your Knott's Berry. I'm trying to remember. Because we, we did the Amber Waves buffet one night, and I, but I don't remember the price, and I really don't remember if the chicken was there. On, at lunch it was, because we okay. I think it's both days, so that might be a way to get in and get out. But, yeah, so that's available there, too. And actually, I have to be honest, the service there was pretty good. It was the Fridays that was bad. So, Excellent. anyways. Okay. Uh, sounds like we are light on housekeeping, which is good. No, I've, oh, I've done okay, housekeeping. Go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Um, I do have a housekeeping. Um, this one's along with the uh, AP um, perks that they've been giving, having over at uh, the Disneyland and California Adventure. Um, in addition to the annual pass special nights mm-hmm. that they've had, right. they also had one that the blog, uh, Disneyland blog, gave where... The first 100 guests could go see World of Color, and they got the ears. And since I didn't um, get my ears at the annual pass holder event, I went and I signed up for the blog, and I was able to do it. And it was the same, I believe, the same type of setup where we went, got our wristbands, and we did that. So it just seems that this year Disneyland has really been catering to the annual pass holders and also to the people who... Do well, the, did you see the blogs. that? The, did you see that they did a movie night the other night? No, I missed that. On I think it was Tuesday night at the Upper House. They had a sign outside that said "Annual Pass Holders Movie Night, Vote for Beauty and the Beast or Lion King," and then inquire with a, a cast member. And so you could vote on whichever one, and then at seven o'clock they they had the movie inside the Opera House. Okay, that's cool. And then, of that's course, um, this week they're doing the before, it's before the show is up, um, the Fantasmic. I'm I am night. going to that one. Or, I, you, or you have been to that one? I yeah I, I went to, it was great it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there you I, go. Everybody who had already got their. Uh, I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. <laughs> yeah, I, hmm. I did. And you know we are. It was for the annual pass holders who already had the Mickey ears. Right. Yeah. You, you have to either have purchased or gone to another event to get the ears. To... Right. And um, it was really neat. I, I can <laughs> tell you, it was. Really, it was. It was really neat how the ears lit up to Fantasmic and. Um, I, I, I can't even express it at this. Yeah. Point. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of radio. 
<laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. All right, let's go over to Tony with the news. Earlier this month, leaders at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Anaheim decided to go directly to where they saw a need to help the youth of Anaheim. The Angels Baseball Foundation, the Anaheim Ducks, and the Disneyland Resort donated $60,000 to pay for an additional 200 students to participate in programs at the club, officials announced. In the past two weeks, more than 70 boys and girls from Anna Drive, a neighborhood that was the center of the recent community unrest, have signed up for after-school activities at the club. The Boys and Girls Clubs send a van daily to pick them up from a nearby school and from the neighborhood directly, along with four other neighborhoods identified as underserved. We know that juvenile crime escalates after school, so by offering a wide range of activities, our youth find more positive influences, said John Machiaverna, president of the club's board of directors. We are thrilled and honored that the Angels, Ducks, and Disney Resort are supporting this effort. The Angels, Disney, and Ducks released a joint statement about the donation. Anaheim is our home, and as community partners, we are committed to supporting meaningful programs for underprivileged youth. While we are also focused on helping with long-term solutions, we were thrilled to be able to quickly come together to address this immediate need. So, there's one thing that Disney is doing to help out. Nothing from spokesperson Susie Brown. No. She only gets to talk about the bad stuff? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Okay, and nice segue. Speaking of bad stuff... (laughs) How did I know? Yeah. Dozens of visitors were turned away from Disneyland over the past several months after buying fake passes, some linked to a Compton man, police said. Terrence Hutchinson, 35, pleaded no contest to making counterfeit tickets following his recent arrest. Hutchinson was released after his appearance in a Los Angeles Superior Court. Police said a victim responded to a Craigslist ad to buy six or seven tickets, valued at $87 each, for $55 each. Nice. It's Craigslist, and it's not the right price. However, <laughs> said Sergeant Mike Dang Austin. Good deal, though. Yeah, said Sergeant Mike Austin of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department's Carson Station. After meeting up with a man at a Carson shopping center, the party was rejected at the Disneyland gate because tickets with the same barcode had already been used. The sale of fake Disneyland tickets is part of a nagging problem, police said. Saturday's arrest was part of an ongoing investigation in Carson, and at least one other case is open, Austin said. Sergeant Alan Roman of the Anaheim Police Department said officers sometimes are called to investigate such fraudulent tickets when visitors are rejected at the gate, but he had no estimate of the frequency. Some victims buy tickets from out-of-state sellers who claim to be Disney employees, while others are closer to home and buy tickets with stolen credit cards. An arrest was made as recently as a month ago, Roman said. We warn people against buying these kinds of things on Craigslist or any other place. You are taking a risk, Austin said. In the Carson case, police believe Hutchinson purchased Disneyland tickets online and printed out multiple copies to sell. Disneyland employees rejected the tickets because they had already been used. Not done. The victim filed a police report in part two of this of the story. The victim filed a police report and police to set up surveillance when the victim met up again with him under the premise of buying additional tickets, police said. The victim had hoped to confront Hutchinson and get a refund. Police arrested Hutchinson when he arrived, and the victim identified him, police said. Disneyland Security told police that about 50 people had tried to use the same set of photocopy tickets. (laughs) Two more potential victims have also contacted the police. Hutchinson also may be tied to a similar phone ticket case in Gardena, the police said. Two theft charges were dropped against Hutchinson after he pleaded no contest to a counterfeit charge 
is scheduled to be sentenced September 21st in Los Angeles Superior Court. I bet they kick him out of Disneyland, too. I, I give him credit for the scam. I mean, well, I, I, but... I mean, I'm not credit, but I mean, he's creative with the same tickets over and over again. I just, I, ne- I know when I'm in Orlando, I see those buying tickets. I never trust any of that. Right. Well, and the, the, the ones where they buy a seven-day pass or whatever, and you have to pick up the ticket like at 7 o'clock in the morning and then drop it off again when you're done with it so that then they can get it to the next person the next day. And I don't know if anybody's seen, I saw the last time I was going driving to Disneyland, going to the Mickey and Friends parking structure off of Manchester, off of the 5 Freeway, as you pass by, I think it's a Comfort Inn, and there's an AMPM or Arco. It's right there at Ball and yeah, West or whatever it is. With, were you with me, Tom, when we saw that? Yes. yes I think we're so. So, Remember okay. I was trying to take a picture out the window? Oh, yeah. Couldn't get it. The they guy with self- the big sign? Yes. Yes. I was shocked. Big red sign, right? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like doing a citizen's arrest. You know what? What's to stop me from doing an investigative report and finding some more information out about it? I'm the news guy, right? Sure. Now, if I get arrested, you guys will be there to like, like, for like, if I get beat up or something, you guys will be there. We'll, we'll make a, fail. we'll make a cake with a nail file in it or something. No, I don't know how Disneyland can't put a, st- why they haven't put a stop to that already. Well, I mean, it could be that it's associated with the timeshare or something like that. I would like to go find out about it, just without. Yeah, in trouble or getting yeah. beat up by somebody. And, but. and for those of you who who don't know what we're talking about, it's it's like those. Uh, it's a guy with a huge red sign that has an address on it that says "Cheap tickets for Disneyland." Go over to this uh, around the block and and get them there. And it's like those. You know how people dress up in gorilla suits and they have these arrows and stuff. It's something akin to that. Yeah. Very Direct, very directional great. advertising. Mm-hmm. I know I don't trust it. I just want to find out about yeah. it. So kind of like the massage bands. <laughs> That's well, a I, different story I, altogether. Yes, I trust that. <laughs> I trust that. I'm Wait, willing to take my chances on that one. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's quite I don't know what you're talking about. Around. I don't know what we're talking about either. I don't know what's about either, but I heard massage and van, two good things. Oh my god, you haven't driven just down the street anywhere around here. Sometimes they're usually parked on that um on the Maybe uh, just in your on the Quenga, on the Quenga pass through um, i'm sorry on the bar and pass through okay going I, I from burbank to Quenga. i know you're gonna hate me for saying this but uh i live in orange county i yeah, don't yeah, drive yeah, town yeah. where there's massage vans <laughs> no this is I like mean, on I, the route the abders take from their hotel to get to the disney studio in burbank it's a cut through mountain pass road and there's always like a, a massage van parked on it wow nice van is a, a massage 40 dollars an hour my husband's like yelling it. from the other room not that he has some personal experience or anything like that. No, he used to drive that route every single day like right. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised that they don't have those during the Disneyland Marathon, you know? Now, see, that I could actually use that. Well, I could use that any time of the day, but um, especially after the marathon. Sponsored by, um, what, St. Joseph Orange County or something? Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, it's legit? I thought we were... No, 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 these are legit, but, you know, one that was legitimate, sponsored by, you know, maybe the physical therapy department of the local hospital oh, to get some goodwill. Okay. That'd be nice. A massage gets goodwill all the way around, <laughs> especially when it's in a van. 
No, if it says class, like like a misogynist man. Hello. As Wayne is just sitting quiet and very responsible. Uh, Good love, LA. (laughs) Okay. Finally, in our last story. For the first time in nearly 50 years, Disneyland will open up extra nights of its candlelight ceremony events for general park visitors over the holidays. Yay. Normally, Disneyland sets up reserved seats on two nights of ceremonies for invited guests, which it will continue to do. But this year, Disney is adding an additional 18 nights for regular park goers who buy special tickets, Disney announced. Walt Disney started the tradition in 1958 as a way to thank community leaders and groups for their support with a retelling of the Christmas story. Celebrities, including James Earl Jones, John Wayne, and Dick Van Dyke, have served as celebrity narrators over the years, while local musicians and choirs perform in Town Square. Regular park goers usually can only see the ceremony from roped-off standing room areas or as they walk by. The choir members' procession to the ceremony can be viewed along the parade route. In some years, limited tickets for ceremony seats have been available for purchase, such as packages for the D23 Disney Fan Club members in 2009. Disneyland has yet to release details about pricing of dining packages and celebrity guests for December. While Disney World in Florida long has offered several nights of its candlelight processional at Epcot. Disneyland ceremonies will be December 1st to December 20th with two performances each night. So finally, we're getting it. And that's the news. And it's a good thing, but it's going to be a logistical nightmare, I think. That's what I was thinking. A lot of people are complaining about that. It's a logistical nightmare anyway when it happens. Yeah, but but 20 nights in a row, logistical nightmare. Busiest time of the year. Especially as it gets closer to to Disneyland, to Christmas. And that's Um, when all the locals like to go after work to see whatever. The fireworks. Or to just see the Christmas decorations. And now they're going to come in and it's going to be... I don't. I'm just wondering how they're going to get people around it. Like how how are you going to enter into the park if I show up at an hour of you know in the middle of it? I, I'm pretty sure they're they're I think answering used, popular com- demand. You know, I, everybody I, complains that. I think you use the sidewalks, don't you? Use the sidewalks around both sides. Or one side or the other, and then the street is standing room viewing. Is that how it works? No, I, I, I'm i guessing. I'm yeah. just wondering how uh, easy that's going to be. Yeah, not very. Well, they set up this, the seating, I think, on the street, right? No, I and think the, to- the seating is in the in the town square, I think. Oh, that's true. And and probably the – and then – but the standing room is, is the street around that's town square. That's where I stood when I went. Yeah, and then to to move through the area, you have to use the sidewalks in front of the Opera House and the and City Hall. I wonder how they're going to do that with the parades and and everything. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yep. I'm yeah. sure we'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Are you guys planning yeah, like, on going? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, especially since it's the first year. Yeah, yeah. I'm planning on going. And I'd like to see what the dining packages are. Well, and they're also saying that annual pass holders will be able to book seats, too, so uh, for free. For free? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, then I'm definitely going. It's yeah. free. <laughs> Depending on who the celebrity narrators are. Yes. I've always loved Candlelight from, you know, both parks, so. I've never seen it at Epcot, but I've seen it. I saw it when it was at the uh, Fairy Tale. Um, in Fantasyland, oh, the, wow. the mm-hmm. year before they had there, 
and it was really nice. I got up at that's back when you could get in line at five in the morning and get the Eesh. tickets. Yeah, I know. It was worth it, <laughs> and it was free. There was no, there were no dining packages, and we had um, David Ogden Steers. Wait, I love him. When, that's when I was. I was there when David Ogden Steers did. It too. I thought I saw you in the audience. No, <laughs> but we didn't even know each other. No, I was, and I don't know if you're at the same exact one that I was, but I went to the five thirty one on Saturday. <laughs> Two thousand and okay. Yeah, it was two thousand one. All right, thank you for the thank you for the news, Tony. Now it's time for rapid fire. Let's start with Wayne. All righty, we all know that Halloween is rapidly coming upon us, and all the Halloween celebrations, believe it or not, are getting ready to kick off. And I wanted to just go through the major Southern California Halloween events and when things are going to be starting. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party starts Friday, September 28th. Advanced sale tickets are $54. Day of the event tickets go up $10 to $64. Just a week ahead of that, up at Universal Studios Hollywood, the Halloween Horror Nights starts Friday, September 21st. Advanced sale tickets on those are between 46 and $61, depending on the night that you go. And day of the event tickets are 66 Universal also has a day and night combo for between 100 and $109, which includes daytime admission to Universal and Halloween Horror Nights. So if you're interested in spending the day up there, I'd check that out. Knott's Berry Farm is having their Halloween haunt beginning on Friday, September 21st also. Their advance tickets are between 36 and 52 again, depending on the day that you're going, with day of the event tickets at $60 for adults. This year, they are going to have a special maze called Trapped, which is a special event special ticketed maze for up to six guests and that is $60 for that one special maze yeah but uh, I've I've seen a couple other uh, I think Universal in um, Florida did something like this and um, so Knott's is going to experiment with it this year down in San Diego SeaWorld has their Halloween Spooktacular which starts on Saturday September 29th this one's included with park admission, and there are several SeaWorld admission prices. Advanced tickets are generally $63, and day of, uh, day of admission is 73 but there's lots of discounts available for SeaWorld. Up at Magic Mountain, Fright Fest begins on Friday, October 5th. Advanced sale tickets are $40 for this one, so it's coming in at the cheapest Halloween event. Day of uh, the event tickets are 65 but there are many other options available with Magic Mountain and Fright Fest, as there are with several of these. So consult the website for, um, the, informa- for, for the options that you might find interesting. And lastly, down at the Queen Mary, Dark Harbor starts also on Friday, October the 5th with advanced sale tickets between 24 and $39, and they also have other options. So Halloween is upon us, folks, and if you're thinking about going to events, 
it might be a good idea to start thinking about your dates so you can take advantage of those advanced sale ticket prices. Excellent. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, Nancy. Okay, since we're talking about Halloween, let's move on to the big favorite announcement we all have this time of year, and that is what is the gingerbread house going to look like in Haunted Mansion Holiday? And it's hey, Nancy, what's new. the gingerbread house going to look like? <laughs> As we know, every year they do something more elaborate and more interesting and more mechanically inclined and, and just more... Every year it gets a little bit better. Well, this year's design is going to be... How do I describe this? It's going to be Jack's house. And they'll be, it'll be complete with the long, funky, um, funky hill that it goes up to, which will be made out of stacked gingerbread. And it'll have the village down at the bottom, a little bit of snow in the pumpkin hills, and Zero will actually be flying around the house this year. Uh-huh. At nine feet, they said nine feet tall and spindly, um, it is going to be one of the tallest they've ever done, and it's going to have candles flickering in the windows, pumpkins um, lit on the cliff, and the Zero even has, um, they've got a, a picture of the Zero in the the blog that they put out the other day, and he even has his lit pumpkin nose. And he's made out of fondant. Yeah, so it's going to actually glow as it it goes around. Um, Along with the Flying Zero, there's going to be a Christmas train, uh, which is more of, they're calling it a terror train from the movie that travels on a ghost track around the gingerbread house. With a, an engine, coal car, flatbed car, and an enormous cupcake with candles and a caboose. And the cool thing they're touting is that when the train comes around, it's a ghost train, so you can see right through it. But as the train travels around the table, the ghost lady who normally blows out the candles on, on the birthday cake that's on the table, she's going to blow out the candle on the cupcake on the train. Nice. So how cool is that? It's just the little things. I mean, so many people ride that thing just to see and smell the gingerbread and see the house. And last it's year always was the Jack. It, last year it was the the mouth that opened and closed, right? The box. Yeah. That this yeah. is just so much better than last year was pretty cool. But I'm. Well, I think they I, said this is what the twelfth year they've done this. Yeah, and every year it's different. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nancy. Mary Jo. Um, keeping along with the Halloween theme, Dang, Disneyland I'm good. This, this year uh, Disneyland's doing even more, and that there's a couple of places where little girls, mostly, and little boys, can get dolled up over there and be, get different styles. One's at the uh, 365 shop in downtown Disney, Studio Disney 365. And they have some different styles that are in keeping with the uh, Halloween there and that are just really, really cute. And some of them have a hat and the different type of, um, what do you call those, accessories. They're, they're little fascinator hats um, that were well, made so popular by. Yeah, there's a lot of people wearing those these days. And so they dress the little girls up and their hair and everything. And then for Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, 
they are adding a mini witch transfer transformation and the little girl looks adorable. You can either take your own costume there and just have your hair or she just have the hair and uh, the accessories done for the hair or you can do the whole package which will um, be the little dress and the, the whole outfit. And it's very much in keeping. You know, every year Halloween gets a little bit more popular at Disneyland. And this year... I, we're going to see a lot of little girls dressed up, I think. And then they also have... And big have, girls, uh, too, because big girls can go and big boys can go to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique as well. Can they really? Yes. Okay. Tony, they, let's go. They'll take your money, man. <laughs> they don't care how old you are. They'll take your money. Well, I do know that they have uh, styles for boys also. They say Valiant Knights Don't Despair. And there's also the Pirates League over there at the New Orleans Square. And so the whole family can get involved with that and um, either get dressed up as Captain Hook or or the first maid or mom's dads and and the children can all get dressed up. So Disneyland is really, really catering to those families that like to really get into the... um, Spirit. The whole spirit. Getting dressed up right and out. She slick. She mm-hmm. slipped that right yeah, in. That was, was good. <laughs> She'd been saving. I that didn't one. even have that context in mind. So, dang, I am good. Nice. You're, you're, you're better than you knew. <laughs> right, no, thanks. I knew I was good. But <laughs> wow. Okay, thank you, Mary Jo. Um, I'll go next. Mine's going to be quick. Then you can comment on it. The magic, the memories, and you has its last performance on September third, Labor Day. And it is gone forever. Goodbye, sayonara. We'll miss Yay. you. And they will be selling special pins that are only $75 each. With <laughs> pieces of the, yeah. To commemorate the last. Because the last. <laughs> it'll never, ever, ever come back again. Well, let's well, be uh, thankful on what's going to replace it. Nothing. The cool Christmas show. Well, yeah. They, the, the, don't, they always, don't they have something during all the fireworks shows anyway? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and then around the corner is Christmas, so they'll have the of that. The Christmas show is so darn cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, can I throw something in real quick that relates to the winter festivities? Um, The Frostberry Periwinkle is coming to Pixie Hollow. They're giving Pixie Hollow a winter makeover. Um, And woohoo, she's coming. I saw that. She'll be in there with Tinkerbell, which should be interesting. Yeah. Excellent. I love right. the winter costumes. Those girls have, those fairies have always deserved <laughs> to wear winter costumes. <laughs> they have always deserved pants. I mean, I would not <laughs> want to be out there all day in the winter months without the without with no pants, pants. <laughs> <laughs> and a jacket. <laughs> and a jacket. I mean, for goodness sakes, those girls yeah. in the in the short out there. Yes. Yeah. They're okay, fairies. Okay. They're fine. Tony. Annual pass holders. Woo! And oh, yes, sorry. get to have a new menu preview at Disney's PCH Grill. Ooh. And they're going to introduce the fall, the new fall 2012 dinner menu, which means that we're going to eventually have to eat there and try it. And um, APs will get to experience an exclusive fixed price preview. Notice I did the English version, so I don't say it wrong. Go ahead, Nancy. Preview. Thank you. Preview of featured dinner dishes that are going to soon appear on the new fall 2012 menu. 
So for $34.99, what's interesting is on the site it says $34.99, and then in parentheses, passport discounts apply. Well, yeah, it's a pass holder. Yeah, okay. So I'm confused whether you're actually getting more of a discount. I think you are getting more yeah. of a discount. Well, and they do that too at like pass holder preview. Excuse me, pass holder preview merchandise events. Only pass holders can buy the merchandise, and they still give you a discount on it. So okay. So anyways, you get a one appetizer, one entree, and a soft drink, and you can enjoy a sweet ending to your meal with the chef's choice of seasonal dessert. Beginning Sunday, September 2nd through Thursday, September 6th, you get the choice of beer-battered onion rings, which I'm assuming is the same ones that are now appearing in the park, but that's just my guess, or roasted red pepper hummus, choice of entree, La Mesa Southwest Burger, a Muir Woods roasted red pepper and mushroom pasta, or a Malibu Beach sustainable fish. Sunday, September 9th through Thursday, September 13th, your appetizer choices are Santa Monica flatbread or seaside shrimp flatbread. And the entree is Hail Mexican Caesar. Mexican <laughs> yeah, um, Pebble Beach Shrimp Mac and Cheese or Santa Maria Tri-Tip, which I think they have Santa Maria Tri-Tip at Ariel's Grotto. Uh, at Ariel's Grotto so interesting. Oh, um, so- yeah, I had that this weekend. I had to find a place for Tri-Tip. It's a California thing if you're not listening yeah. from California. Anyways, uh, Sunday, September 16th through Thursday, September 20th, the appetizer choices are... Seasonal soup du jour, or artichoke and spinach chip, and then your choice of entree is Malibu Beach sustainable fish, Surfside grilled chicken breast, or again Santa Maria tri-tip. You must make reservations in advance. So you can call seven one four seven eight one dine to make reservations. So I'm interested to see if this is everything on the menu. If you went, if everything I've listed is everything on the new fall menu or not. I know that their menus kind of needed updating, so I'm interested to see if it's. Better and this actually leads to your segment that you're going to be doing yeah, later. Yeah, appreciate that on the PCH group. And I'm kind of glad I didn't eat there and review it, so that's good. Well, I, I've never wanted to eat there. No. <laughs> like I've done. I mean, I've, I've eaten there with Andrew a couple of times. We've done the dinner back when they had. Did they still have the dinner buffet? No. No, but when they did, and did the breakfast, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. That's food. So I'm interested to see. I, I'm interested to try these things and see. Right. If they're worth it. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who don't know what a tri-tip is, it is the a triangular section of the sirloin primal and comes from the point where the sirloin meets the round and flank primals. So that tell is, your butcher this yeah. if he doesn't know what a tri-tip there is. You go. And then I'm going <laughs> to add some more. I can one-up you on this one because my parents used to live up there. Um, Santa Maria in that uh, central coast, it's different because San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, Lompoc, that area, they all kind of take... Um, pride in their Central Coast barbecue, um, depending on which city you're from, but they're basically, it's on oak, and it's the tri-tip, and it's usually served with, like, rancher beans, not like sweet beans, and a salad and garlic bread, and on the weekends, up in those towns, uh, different, like, Kiwanis will do it, or high schools will do it, and they're, like, all over, like, the corners kind of thing, and you go up and you get it, and it's really tasty, and I'd never had it until I lived up there, and it's really good, so. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. Uh, thread of the week, Mary Jo. Okay, the thread of the week this week is a poll by Brianna Ruth, and it is: Is it okay to join your party in line? Oh, yeah. I, I picked this one because this question comes up every now and then on various boards, um, and on the Disneyland board, it comes up again every few months, and it's it, it can get to be a little contentious. 
And she puts <laughs> surprise. It's a nice right? way to put it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's put. I've seen lots of posts as well as suggestions from other sites that suggest that one member of your party go get fast passes while the other members go get in line for a ride, with the idea that the fast pass retriever will then join the others in line. Do you think this is okay, or do you consider it cutting? Personally, I think it's okay as long as it's just one person or maybe an adult and a child. When I see more than one adult or teen joining people in line, not so much. And then um, I, you look at the poll, and so far today it was uh, 115 saying, yes, it's okay, and 91 saying, absolutely not, it's cutting. So I wanted to bring this up and ask you guys, what do you think about people who cut? And here she's talking about people who get fast Excuse me, fast pass. And in the the thread, some people are talking about it's okay if you have to take a small child to a bathroom, but not okay if you have to get fast pass. Others who say no cutting it whatsoever, and others who say, hey, we're there to have fun, you know, Chillax. we don't care. Yeah. yeah, relax. Chill out and relax, unless it's a, a group of uh, people, obviously. From Brazil. Hey. Well, we don't. Oh, we sorry. Don't that's another that so podcast. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God! Can I tell you? There was one time we were in line for the Matterhorns before we had kids, and there was this man in front of us by himself. And we came to the point where the Matterhorn line kicked out, kind of near the, uh, kind of near the, um, the the right side towards the parade on the parade route side, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this family of eight is waiting right there at the corner mm. <laughs> to slide right in. And then he left. What? Oh, jeez. To go get in line in another attraction. I'm going to sell that. I'm going to become a line like, holder. Holy crap. I felt, we felt so sorry for that poor man. What fun is he having? He probably paid all this money to bring these, you know, his relatives in. and. Or he's a very smart businessman. And if you'd like to join Tony, want Tony the line holder for you, <laughs> Tony's I will tools. charge. You, yes, I will charge you what three hundred dollars a day, and I will just wait in line for you. Hold my iPod. I'll listen to the podcast. I could do that. I might get beat up by some people, but pass holders. Wow. Yeah. So, so, but what is your opinion? Do you think it's okay for people to do that? That I, I think that's a little outrageous. What Nancy just said. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> the original question was about was about uh, fast passes, and I think yeah. that's probably stretching it. I don't understand what how, – how does the fast pass figure in? Because you, I agree you can't you. get in the fast pass line unless you have a no, fast no, pass. No, 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 so they're saying that they do it? their family's waiting in, in the Matterhorn line, and they send somebody to get a fast pass for Space Mountain. Is they it okay for that person to come back and get in Matterhorn line with them? After they've after they fetch the fast pass, so so don't get the guy who always goes to the park alone on this one. <laughs> okay, I have a problem. No, you're not likely to hear the answer you want with me. No, I have a problem with it, and what I have the problem with is we do this, and it's always okay. I'll run ahead, or if I bring in a group, and then it's I won't go on the ride while yeah, you're on the other ride, exactly. or it's I'll meet you at the front. It's, it's not. Like, it's like okay, nope. you you guys go on Buzz Lightyear. I'll go run ahead and get the yes. Space Mountain Fast Pass, and mm-hmm. then I'll meet you in the in the gift shop. Exactly. See, here's, yeah. here's the here's the basic problem, and 
Boy, it's almost, it's almost counterproductive to talk about this because it's going to make the situation worse. But hey, all the people who listen to this podcast are fine, upstanding individuals and everyone on Both the board yes. are also equally fine, upstanding individuals. The basic problem is there, there is no line security at all at Disneyland. None whatsoever. In fact, I've seen Disney security intervene very infrequently in holding spaces in line. For crying out loud, people can put down blankets in front of Fantasmic for six hours. Or in, or now, I'm, I'm noticing it now in front of the castle. People are putting down blankets at noon for the 9 p.m. fireworks show. Disney security really doesn't get involved with this. And until there is Disney police on lines like there is at Magic Mountain and a few of the other regular theme parks, who's to say what's right and what's wrong on this one? The, the, the only caveat I'll say, I'll say to that, Wayne, is um, I, I hate to admit this, but I had family out here from a certain state, and um, they were telling me that the boys did cut line, did cut a line, and they almost got kicked out of the park. So I silently cheered because <laughs> <laughs> it was like yes, and for I was kind of in shock because being a moderator on the boards, we're always saying you know the, what the right thing is to do, and you know the, my cousins when I tell them we don't do stuff like that, they look at me and they're going and they say oh you do things different in California, right? And I say, it's not a California thing. It's a having a respect for other people thing that you just don't cut in line. But security did catch them. I don't know if somebody reported them or what, but... I'm surprised. That's honestly, that's the first time I've heard of Disneyland security taking any intervention in line cutting at all. You you see the advisory, you know, cutting in line is cause for ejection from the park. You see that... All over all the other parks, you you definitely see it in the Six Flags parks. You see it in some of the other parks uh, around. You just don't see those signs at Disneyland. Not to say that there isn't a policy. Um, I I wish they would enforce it a little more because sometimes it is pretty rampant. Let's talk about the teenagers who just start at the back of the line. Excuse me, I've got friends up front. Excuse me, going by. Excuse me, excuse me, right up to the top of the line. And, of course, no one's there. They're not holding in line for anybody. They're just flat out going to the front of the line. Happens all the time. Yeah, I, I it, usually I let those people go by, but there's been times where... It's hot, and I'm just not in the mood, and I'll just tell them no. And the people in front of me also, I don't know, it's just like the parents kind of look at each other and just kind of spread apart so the kids can't um, go. And it's usually when we see groups of them do that, and I don't do it a lot, but I, I have to admit that I have done that in the past where we just tell them no, they can't. They have to point out the, the people that they're joining and we just don't let them pass us because sometimes you've just had enough. Yeah. And, and if if there's a case where we're trying, you know, trying to join somebody in line, we always make sure we know the line and know where there are places that you can get in easily without going through the whole line. Like on like on Toy Story Midway Mania, there's you know there's an edge where you can get in or mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But to inconvenience the whole line, I I hate doing it. 
Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, it's... We don't have small children anymore, so we, we tend to... Um, we're, we're able to... Um, regulate ourselves so that we know. <laughs> I don't have to. We we never go to the restroom before or whatever, right, you know. So right. we don't have to get out of lines. So for small children, I I certainly do see the. You know, it, when they got to go, they got to go, and and so there's always a leeway as far as I'm concerned with with that. But when you're older, it's always at the back of my mind. You know, it doesn't look right for adults to be going through and cutting through the lines, so we just don't do it. Yeah. Exactly. And and I just uh, I applaud all of that. I just wish everybody thought that way. Excellent. Okay. Well, check out that thread on the Disneyland boards, the- and, and give your opinion because exactly. there's a poll up there. All right. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch our two other Disneyland segments this week, and of course we'll be back again with you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. 